All right. So we are back, and Lloyd is back with us. Thank God. <laughs> I, I have a live. So, what happened last week, man? Uh... Tell, <laughs> tell <laughs> because <laughs> it's it's kind of a story. Go for oh, it, man. I'll... I'll be honest. I've been working my ass off. Okay. I've not had a day off in a very long time. It's clearly got got on top of me. And after my little girl went home, I crashed out on the sofa and woke up to a phone call at half past midnight. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, oh, (laughs) bad word. That's a mistake. I I profusely apologize, but very Uh, bad. No, I mean, it's fine. And see, that's the thing. It's like, uh, I told, you know, the podcast and everything. And I even told Lucky, I said, I hope he's okay. And the thing is, it's like, he's he never does this. So it's got to be something like either really bad or he just passed out. <laughs> so yeah, to, to be honest, I have, so the only day I've had off, so in in England, locked down like the rest of the world, I was off work for four months to look after my little girl. And even though I loved every minute of it, that wasn't, I mean, that wasn't chilling on the sofa every day doing nothing like a lot of people were doing. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Trying to keep a four-year-old occupied when there's lots of no's and not able to do things. It's challenging. And then when I went back to work, the only day off I've had in, God knows how many months, was I'd one, I took one day off to go to my uncle's funeral. And that's it. And uh, yeah, so, and where it's been absolutely insane and i've been working my ass off um yeah it's clearly got on top of me a little bit and um and yeah i crashed out hard like <laughs> ever before so i am really sorry <laughs> so yeah he he's back i'm so back our co-host is back and also one thing too lloyd i want to ask you this oh God. when are you going to retire your arabian horse on red dead Dude, as soon as physically possible, that thing is, <laughs> it has all its chromosomes missing. All of them. <laughs> like, I, I don't even, I don't even know how it to. It had a few, it had a few missing, but now they're all gone because of everything he's put this horse through. <laughs> Dude, I don't even know what, I, I can't even begin to explain. And it's like, <laughs> dude, I will tell it to go left and it will just go right. I'm like, what are yeah. you doing? And then it goes headfirst into a tree. <laughs> or like, it'll do something like, you'll, you'll be riding towards a fence, and automatically you're supposed to jump over the fence. And it does it, it just goes headfirst in the fence, sends me flying. But then you'll be trying to walk on top of a rock, and he's like, well, he's not going to jump over it because he never does. And then he jumps o- over the rock, off a cliff. Off a cliff, like, yep. Like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> Dude, as soon as I can bench that horse... I'm going to. <laughs> I just need to rank up a few things, get some money so I can buy a horse. But yeah, that yeah. horse is uh, probably the dude, best that... thing I ever did was get rid of my Arabian. Honestly, <laughs> dude, that horse deserves to be in one of those special homes. <laughs> it really does. Just a special home for horses that are a little bit not all there. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I agree. <laughs> anyway, <Right. laughs> well, 
Although it does, it does provide comical value. <laughs> it does, and see, that's the thing. I have some clips on Twitch from it too. So, oh, like, I think it was last night or the night before where you jumped on top of that wagon with your horse. <laughs> I got the I got the butt end of that clip, but it's so funny because do you, do you want to know what happened there? Right, I was riding alongside the carriage. I pressed square to jump to the carriage. And all of a sudden, it slowed up and then jumped into the back of the wagon. I'm like, yeah, well, Try, what, like trying to what, jump what? on top of this wagon. It was. I don't so know what you're doing. Like, I don't. <laughs> I literally didn't like. Are your oh, buttons man. backwards? And like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you have to press triangle to jump, and you have to press right for left and left for right, and yeah, and you have to. I don't know. This this horse should theoretically by now be in a wheelchair. It's taken so many and dude, it is scared of a blade of grass. Really? Like, dude, I get bucked off that horse like forty times a day. No joke. He ain't lying. He he ain't lying. He hundred percent telling the truth. An ant crawls over its hoof and it's I'll buck ya. (laughs) It's like there's a gustwind, I'll buck ya. It's like the elephant and the mouse. For anyone that is Buck with a B, okay? Yes, yes. Austin, that's for you specifically. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. Welcome, guys. All right, so let's get right into it. Um, Today, we got some good topics today, and it's mostly about the PS5, because PS5 releases Thursday in North America, and... A week later for Europe, I believe. Um, so that would be two weeks for you. But North America gets it Thursday, November 12th. So today we have one rumor. Or, I'm sorry, one topic is we're going to talk about the GTA 6 rumor that hints at the reveal. Um, it's going to be very interesting. Um, we're also going to talk about a new PS5 feature that tracks time in games, time spent in games, which, let's be honest, some games I really don't want to know because I spent so much time in, and then there's others where I'm just kind of curious. So, and then another topic, we're going to talk about some PlayStation fans are outraged over some of the missing PS5 features. So yeah, that's basically all we have. Our Xbox. Our Xbox. Oh yeah, yeah. The, uh, what is it? Star Wars Star Wars Jedi Falling Order. Falling? Fallen Order. Fallen Order, yep. Fallen Order is coming to Xbox Game Pass. And I know you're excited about that because you have the Xbox Game Pass on your PC. So. All right. Moving right along. Let's go with number one topic. We'll do the GTA 6 rumor. So, a new GTA 6 rumor is making the rounds within the Grand Theft Auto community for reportedly leaking a reveal window for the game and hinting at some type of PS5 exclusivity. Ooh. Spicy. Okay. The newest rumor comes the way of YouTuber Son of Adam who claims that Rockstar Games will reveal GTA 6 next year, sometime after GTA 5 hits next-gen consoles. Meanwhile, the YouTuber also suggests this reveal will be accompanied 
by details about a partnership between Sony and Rockstar Games, which will presumably result in some type of exclusivity. So what I kind of gather from that, could this possibly mean that, you know how Xbox bought Bethesda about a month ago? And could this possibly be leading to that, that Sony would partner with Rockstar? Mm, possibly. I mean, I'm, me personally, I'm very skeptical because there are so, there's been so many rumors about GTA 6. Mm-hmm. Like, if you just type in Grand Theft Auto 6 rumor, you will come yeah. across pages and pages, and there's people that say that it's going to be there because, like, if we, if we think logically, it would make the most amount of sense for GTA 6 to be available for launch or just after launch of next-gen consoles. That yeah. would make the most sense. Yeah. But then we also know that Rockstar aren't exactly quick with their productions. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what I mean? There's estimates that some people think it's not going to be released till twenty between 2021 and 2023. Yeah. So, I've heard that one. That's one I've heard. And I mean, yeah, partnering up with, with Rockstar would be a good move for Sony, but Bethesda provide so many more AAA titles. That's true. That, that's, that's very true. Yeah, I didn't think about it like that. I mean, Rockstar be- don't have a massive catalogue of AAAs. Do they? they don't, but the thing is, is their games have so much saturation. Because... I mean, look at GTA Five. How old is GTA Five? Like eight years old, something like that. Still the game is still going, dude. And there's rumors of, oh, basically, there was a German interview, and there's talks of basically the biggest update GTA Five has ever received. Yeah. And that just tells you right there that they're still trying to make GTA Five like huge. And the thing mm-hmm. is, is it's still huge. Um. So that's the thing. I mean, like, if you went along, if Sony went along the lines of they want exclusivity with Rockstar, let's be honest. The main, the main AAA titles there are Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption. Yes, there's other titles, but they are Rockstar's biggest hits. That's their bread and butter, really. Yeah, it but really it's is. not like it's not like Call of Duty where they bring out one every year. No, but see, that's the thing. So these Call of Duty games, you, you know, you, you're talking about Call of Duty. These Call of Duty games don't saturate. They only saturate for like a year. And that's just until the next one comes out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you look at GTA V. GTA V has been out for eight years and it's still going strong. Imagine how much money Rockstar makes off of shark cards alone. Well, yeah, Not even true. GTA V sales. You know what I mean? Like the actual game sales don't even think about that imagine shark cards for gta 5 imagine how much they make dude it's insane and see that's the thing it's they do it's basically a pay-to-win aspect so that makes them even makes more people want that even more because once you pay for the shark card you're buying in-game money so it's like you can do that pay for the money get the money, and then buy what you want to buy. And then you could do it again when you use all that money up that you pay for the first shark card. True. I mean, I don't think that the future of that monetization is prosperous. 
I mean, did you hear about what they've done? I think it's in Norway with FIFA. I remember you talking about this. Yeah. So, for example, they people I don't know who took FIFA, the the company that makes FIFA to court. Over, I think, it's EA. I, think EA. Uh, I believe I believe you're right. Um, they took them to court over it, and basically the court ruled that EA it is EA actually. Um, have to pay half a million euros per week until they remove the in-game currency, these packs that you can buy with real money. Until they are removed, they have got court order where they have to pay half a million euros per week. Now, and I think this this could be the start of something, mm-hmm. I believe, because let's be honest, paying real money for in-game currency is mm-hmm. wrong in my opinion. Right, um, um, I agree. So I don't think it's got a long future ahead of it, especially when you've already got court cases that have happened and have ruled against the developer. Right. Um, so, yeah, So but, yeah, you're right in that sense. And, I mean, I'm sure if it's in the PlayStation Store, for example, Sony has to t- get some form of cut from each shot card that's, that's purchased. Right. So, yeah, so that is a money maker. Let's but let's yeah. go back to that real quick. So that's the thing. It's like so you're looking at EA, and they're having to pay half a million euros until they take it out of the game. Whereas, the thing is, is if Rockstar had to do the same thing, I feel like Rockstar, if they were approached with that, they wouldn't mind paying the half a million euros because you know they're making more of that. Yeah. Then if you if you turn around because Rockstar obviously heavy financial company, if you turn right. around and said you got paid ten million a week until you get rid of it, that would have to be the case because yeah. Rockstar is a bigger title company, yeah. so the the money would have to be higher exactly. But think about like a half a million half a million euro. Just think about that. That Rockstar would probably just eat it and say, "Okay, that's fine," because we're making about two hundred million or whatever in shark cards per week, so we ain't worried about it. You know what I mean? So, hmm. I agree. But um, it, that's all gaming. I guess that's all company related. So you know, you have EA and you have Rockstar. So of course, Rockstar is going to have to be able to pay more. You know what I mean? Than what they're main, making in a week. So. I mean, you know, it's just something to think about. And the thing is, too, is like I I was telling you this when we were talking about it, is that if players would actually stop buying them, they could get somewhere with that. Because if they would stop buying the in-game currency or whatever they're buying for FIFA, uh, the company's not going to make money off of it. Well, then they're going to start paying the 500000 a week, and then that's it. Eventually, they're going to start losing money, so then they're going to have to take it out. Yeah, it's, it's going to disappear quite quickly. Right. Yeah, I just, I just personally feel that, and I'm quite glad this fact. Uh, I personally feel that that kind of in-game monetization is not got a, a broad future, which mm-hmm. I'm pleased about. Um, yeah. Do you know what I mean it would be so easy to just? Do you know I mean if you if you're playing GTA and you go mm-hmm. and you drop fifty quid? On in-game currency, you haven't. You're not. You're not playing the game. Do you know what I mean? You're, you're paying to win. Yeah, 
you're paying to get that money and yeah i just don't agree with it um but yeah so but then i don't think rockstar would allow themselves to be exclusive like if you think about broad spectrum mm-hmm. so rockstar they only bring out a major title once every few years they're gonna for them themselves as a company and the money they make from a game if you exclusivize yourself to one to one brand so say sony they're not going to make nearly as much money do you know what I mean but if it's got if it is on xbox playstation pc every platform then that's the money maker yeah that's true you're absolutely right so and... yeah i don't think i think rockstar are too big to allow themselves to be an exclusive yes that's true and i mean bethesda you know stretches across so many different titles so i guess mm-hmm. yeah that would make a lot of sense you're right <clears throat> i mean even with uh we've even had a conversation about bethesda we don't even think exclusivity is going to be there because if Sony wants to then play the exclusivity card again, Xbox will quite easily go, okay, we'll just make a World Scrolls. Everyone mm-hmm. first the game. All the companies that are underneath them, we'll just make them all exclusives. And Sony yeah. can never compete with that. Do you no. mean? doesn't matter what exclusives they have. Yeah, they've got some amazing, like Naughty Dog, um, their exclusives, things like that. Do you mean? They have got some really good ones. But they're, no, they're never going to compete when you've got the big, big titles that millions of people play. Right. You, like, look at Skyrim as well. How many, how many people in the world do you reckon has played Skyrim? Oh, God. There's no telling, man. Exactly. And for, for Sony to shoot themselves in the foot and that Pro- push... Probably and, half the population, honestly, at least. I would have thought so. If Sony... Sh- was to shoot themselves in the foot and push Microsoft to make that an exclusive, they're going to lose so many people on their on their platform. And that well, would literally be cutting off their nose to spite their face. Yeah. But for that game only, though. You know what I mean? For so... that game only. And that's just one game. Mm-hmm. But a massive amount of people play have played that game. Yeah. But then when you've got Prey, mm-hmm. Dishonored, Elder Scrolls, like all of them, do you know what I mean? There's so many there which are like big big titles they're big titles and you wouldn't you wouldn't want to screw with that you wouldn't want to potentially lose that consumer base yeah so i don't think sony have got the angle to go down to fight an exclusivity battle with microsoft because they're just gonna fall flat in their face because microsoft have too many big titles now way too many Mm -hmm. yeah you're right yeah, I don't know, man. <clears throat> How they play this is going to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? Um, also, now, going back to the GTA 6 thing, let's talk about this. Now, if this is true, emphasis on if, the exclusivity is almost certainly going to come in in form of some exclusive content, which we kind of figured that much, ranging anywhere between something minor like an exclusive pack to something slightly more substantial like exclusive modes or missions. And of course, this would also include a marketing partnership. Now, that's if this is true. This rumor is true. Um, the thing is, is, 
GTA Five or Rockstar, all of their downloaded pack or all of their exclusive packs, like DLCs or whatever, they're free. They're basically free. Mm-hmm. So it would make on more sense on that platform. No, it's they're free on Xbox too, aren't they? Or on so they're exclusive packs. The platforms that they're exclusive to, they are free. It's the same as uh, in the past. Um, Assassin's Creed have had like PlayStation Four exclusive missions. So there's a set of missions that are only available on the PlayStation. So even though they do have a specific exclusive for a particular platform or a collection of platforms, yeah, they are usually free. Right. So I'm just talking about GTA Five though. GTA oh, Five. Okay. Yeah, GTA Five on Xbox and PlayStation right now. Every DLC or every new pack that they come out with is free, correct? I believe so, yeah. So it would make more sense to go the modes or mission way because in turn that could sell more PlayStations, correct? Yeah. Because then people are going to want to play those exclusive missions or modes or whatever, and they're only going to be able to play them on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. In turn could force people to buy a PlayStation and also have an Xbox. I think, so, personally, it's going down that route. Right. I think you're going to have the majority of people will have both. Yeah. And at this point, let's be honest, Sony and Microsoft are fighting for who has the bigger stick, really, oh, at yeah. this point. So, I mean... Yeah, who knows, dude? Like at this, I mean, this is just a rumor. So, man, who knows? I'd say I take Rockstar rumors with a pinch of salt. Right. Uh, I mean, you always have to because there's so hmm. many of them, and none of them hold water. That's the only hmm. thing. That's the thing. There's, I mean, if you look at how many there is a year, and like people's predictions and things like that, and it's just like, yeah, that didn't come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, you're right. Um, unfortunately, I love PlayStation. Do you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. Yeah. At the minute, Microsoft has got the biggest stick. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think we can all agree on that. But mm-hmm. I do think, I mean, right now, the two consoles are closer than they ever have been in the past. Yeah. You know, in terms of hardware performance-wise, things like that. You're talking about between PlayStation and Xbox? Yeah. Yeah. They're the closest absolutely. they have ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like minor things that set the other one off from the other one yeah exactly. but it's nothing like you can notice no the there only is. the only thing currently which is what makes Microsoft have the biggest stick is their whole game plan or like their pass their Xbox game pass the subscriptions and, and stuff like yeah. that yeah and who they the developers they have under that banner um, oh yeah well PlayStation has customizable side plates what now? <laughs> Dude, did you have you heard about the customizable size plates? Yeah, we talked about, about that, that in the in no, the two have, podcasts have you, ago. Have you heard about what Sony have done? Uh-uh. I don't think the so. Co- the company that was providing customizable, customizable side plates who oh, weren't associated, associated with Sony have now been sued. Wow. <laughs> so your customizable side plates are only, only going to be able to be purchased from Sony want a bit <laughs> well they've already literally they've taken them to court already yeah playstation isn't even out they're providing they started providing side plates mm-hmm. and already have taken them to court and it's like wow 
I already know what I'm going to do with mine. My, cool. my side plates. So I told Hannah this, and this would really set off my game room. You've seen my game room. I have. So, so, with, so for everybody who is listening, my game room, okay, it's also my streaming room. So on my wall, I have different walls that have different themes. So my main theme is Joker-themed right now, okay? I'm a huge Joker fan. Everybody who knows me knows this. I am a huge Joker fan. The new Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix is probably the best Joker I have ever seen. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway, that is probably my main theme in this room. So what I'm going to do with my side blades, nobody steal this idea because I thought it was pretty good. I'm going to paint them purple, okay? And then I'm going to do a bunch of ha-has all over it, like graffiti style in green. And put that on my PlayStation. That's how I'm going to do it because it's going to set the room off because it's mainly Joker themed. That's how I'm going to do mine. I I was talking to uh, my wife about that today. That's how I want to do it. And she said, said, yeah, I'll definitely help you with that because it's going to look really good. She and she is the artistic type, she would make that look dope. Yeah, exactly. I still really like my idea of like Oh paint. the Atari thing or not the Atari thing, but the what, console. Like a, a, another console, like a small console like like an Atari yeah. or something at the bottom. And then yeah. the rest blended about that. I think that'd be so cool. It would be cool. Yeah, that would be good. But yeah, but, I I've already decided how I'm gonna do mine just so I can set the room off. Talking so. about um kind of sort of played on PlayStation. So I've been watching a few videos. So that was one thing that I was going to speak to you about is that they were really suing, taking the, this company call over the side plates. And then there's a few people that have received their PlayStation 5s already for review purposes. Okay. And the biggest thing at the minute is the size of it. Is it big? It is gigantic. Really? So Okay. In comparison to a PS4, what's it like? Well, more than double the size. So is that like your PlayStation, like your first gen PS4, or is that like my Pro? First gen PS4, it's like over double the size. Okay, so with the Pro, it'd be even bigger than my Pro. So So with most people's setups, they've usually got like you know little shelving unit under their TV or something like that. Usually sits flat. And one thing that people are struggling with is actually getting the PlayStation put in their setup because mm-hmm. it's really designed to be standing up. You mm-hmm. can de- detach the base. A lot of people don't like it because when you when it's on the when it's standing up, the base is screwed in. But when you want to lay it down flat, it's not screwed. It's basically just clipped on it. It's a bit bit flimsy, and people aren't too impressed. But yeah, one thing that people just weren't prepared for was the sheer size of it. And they are really struggling to get it. You know, it's like some people might have like a glass unit underneath their TV. The TV sits on top and they will have right. like where their VCR or the DVD player would be, things like that. Or yeah. used to be. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Slots in there and they're struggling. Like, so, you know, most people will be like, oh, I'll take the PS4 out, put the PS5 in there. Okay, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, this is this is one of the big biggest things. Yeah. Is the side. Now, I know they've done a lot of it down to for cooling. So where the side plates sit, on the inside of the side plates, there's huge vents that go all the way around, mm-hmm. which actually have got customizable lights in them. So you can actually get them. So you can get your Joker one 
your mm. PlayStation shining the, the lights green. Yeah. Um, so for calling, the same as when you take off the plates, there's actually dust collectors because we know that historically with PlayStations, they're, they're known for getting smart. clogged up, yeah. dusty, and overheating. So they're trying to combat that, which is good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the um, the size of the PlayStation is uh, it's definitely taken people by surprise. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this thing is huge. So the thing is, is like you say, it's is it's meant for it's meant for standing up, right? Ideally, yeah. Okay, you can so lay it down. That option right. is there, but it's ideally meant for standing up. My PlayStation Four stands up. I have mine on the side. That's how I have mine set. You're one of the few people. Well, uh, I'm weird anyway. I play on inverted controls. Leave me alone. Well, this is very true. You are definitely bizarre. But the thing is, though, that saves a lot of space. That's oh, yeah. the only reason I do it. Like, well, it's like for me, where my mine is set up, I physically don't have the height there to stand mine up, so it sits flat. Mm, I'm right. totally fine with that. Not a problem. Well, my yours is on what an entertainment center, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's that's the difference. Mine's on a desk. Mine stands up right next to my monitor. So. Well, I may be changing things around anyway, especially the next gen. I may be just because I've got. I've got a pretty kick-ass PC, and well, when we're doing more streaming than that, I'll probably end up bringing my PlayStation upstairs and just having set it all set up, up in one room. Yeah, yeah. more likely. Um, it's a good plan. That's what I'm another doing. another thing that people probably aren't fully aware of is that with these next-gen con- next-gen consoles, if you want to experience them to their full potential, ninety percent of people have to upgrade their TV. Oh, I'm clear. Because I don't have a TV. Or their monitor. Well, mine's a 144 hertz monitor. 4K? I think it's got 4K capability. Actual, I have to double check. Actual 4K. So yeah, I basically, have to check, so I don't know. So basically, you're going to want your TV to, to be 4K, 144 hertz, 120 frames a second. If you have anything below that, and also you're going to need the HDMI 1.2 cable or the 2.1 cable, basically the not your standard HDMI cable you go and buy from wherever you are in the world. Um, there's a new cable that goes with it. If you use your old cable, it'll still work, but you're going to lose performance. So that's another thing is, let's be honest, the consoles are not cheap. And no. the fact if if you want to experience them to their full capabilities, their full power, not have frame rate drops, want it to look as amazing as possible, ninety percent of people have to upgrade their TV or their monitor. Mm-hmm. I think mine. I think mine is a two point one HDMI. I don't know. This monitor's kind of old. I could be wrong. Yeah. So the port usually, um, if It'll you got say two, it on it, right? Yeah. You, but it doesn't say it necessarily on the TV, but it's only where the port is on the back of the yeah. TV. It will say 2.1 HDMI. If you haven't got that, you're going to lose frames. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so this thing, right. there's, yeah. there's potentially a much bigger upgrade than people were prepared yeah. for. Right. Which Wait. is... Uh, Another thing, but that goes not just for PlayStation, but that goes for uh, Xbox as well. Xbox as well, yeah. yeah. So, unless you go with the Xbox Series S, which is not 4K for some strange reason, right? Who knows? Yeah, 
guys, definitely keep that in mind. You mm-hmm. might have to upgrade your TV or your monitor as well. So, let's move on to a new PS5 feature that tracks time spent in games. Oh, baby. So, now, this might be a touchy, this might be a touchy to- topic for some people. But, a long-awaited feature is included in the PlayStation 5 that'll finally do something for players the PlayStation 4 never could. On Sony's next-gen console, players will be able to check their profile page to see how long they've been playing a game. Those playtimes may shock some once you see how long you've actually spent playing different games, especially since it tracks time spent on PlayStation 4 games as well. But the feature is overall one that people have been requesting for a while now. How do you feel about this? Well, it's pretty, like, you know me, I'm a PC player as well. That right. has been around for donkey's years. Like, yeah, got, but it's never to... been on a console, really. No, it's not, which I don't really understand it. And there's like all this hype about this feature, and for anyone that has played other than console, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, don't get the hype over that. Yeah. It's apart from console, everyone else does it. Do you know I mean, you go in Steam, it will track the time you played in every single Steam game ever. Right. Uh, and things like that. That's the, that's the thing. It's like they're adding it to the console, on, like to the console itself. So mm-hmm. some games already have this, yeah, like in the game. Yeah. So Call of Duty tracks it. I know Call of Duty tracks it for sure. And then there might be a few others that track it too. I'm not sure off the top of my head. Maybe Destiny, Destiny 2, maybe. I don't know. But yeah. This one being on the PlayStation is good because then you don't have to look on a web browser to see how long you've been playing a certain game. You can just look on your PlayStation and be like, okay, I've been playing this game this long. You know what I mean? And you don't. I mean, it's a, it's a good feature. I think it's a feature that should be there. Right. Um, because it does, some people are interested. It's the same as like you people like, like to be competitive with their completions. So if Me. you've got someone that, yeah, if, you, <laughs> if you've seen someone that's completed the game and they've got 80 hours in a game, yeah, for example, and they've 100%ed it, platinumed it, whatever, mm-hmm. and then if you're on 100 hours and only halfway, you're going to be like, damn it, oh, you're missing a trick here. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's a good feature. I think it should, but theoretically, that kind of technology has been around for so damn long. That should have been incorporated into consoles when PS4 released. Yeah, and the thing is too, I was I was mentioning this to Hannah. Um, what I was thinking about some kind of competition that we could do for the Grit Show, and this could actually help that. So go on. So I had an idea. This is just an idea that I just kind of threw to the wall just to see, like you know, maybe it'll stick, maybe it won't. I don't know. Right now, there's nothing final. But this is just an idea I had. So what if we had like some kind of like an Olympic Games or a marathon or something to see over a, a series of games how long it takes some people to finish one game and whoever finishes it the fastest wins. Some kind of like some kind of prize. See, that's what I'm saying. Nothing's final. It's just an idea that just kind of ran through my mind. And I was like, you know, it'd be kind of be a 4K TV. No. I'll be, um, I'll be all over that. <laughs> well, see, the thing, the thing is, like, 
I didn't even really think about prizes. This was just an idea that was like, you know, just kind of thrown out just to see like how well it would stick. And the thing is, um, the Olympics are right around the corner. So that's what brought me to think of it, you know. And it'd be good. Like we could get maybe some people who like our friends, like not necessarily well, maybe followers and subscribers too. But it'd be interesting. I mean, like if you've done a broad spectrum, but I mean just between us, we well, are like a friendly like, Yeah, we are highly kind of competitive anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if other people wanted to jump on board as well and like you know, send the screenshots on Twitter, oh, we've done it in this time, it could make it interesting. It Just could, yeah. Because a lot of people, especially when it comes to gaming, have got a highly competitive nature. Me. Um, bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like, you know, you're talking to a guy who, when the new Marvel Spider-Man come out that was a PS4 exclusive, like, I started playing this game three hours after it was released. So at, like, 3 a.m., I started playing this game, and I didn't stop until 7 p.m. that day. And... In 17 hours, I beat the game. I didn't 100% it, but I beat the story and was mm-hmm. working toward the platinum. So in 17 hours, I beat that game. And that's like nonstop playing. But that's just me. I like doing that. You know, I like doing game marathons where let's see how long it takes me to beat this. Like once I get it in my head, I'm, I'm going for it. For sure. And I mean, like, there's sometimes like you, you have the ability to game more regularly than I do. Right. And um, so it'd be interesting of like, you beat the game, and then, you know, maybe a couple of weeks later, I'll be in it. Let's compare times. Mm-hmm. It could be, yeah, it could be interesting. Yeah. Just for our own competitiveness. If the cool else. thing, too, would be if you can track your friends' times. Quite possibly. I'll, um, I wonder if they I don't do see that. why in, that wouldn't be a thing. You know how, like, you can compare trophies in, on PlayStation? Yeah. You know, if you've got someone that's 100% of the game, mm-hmm. if you could see their playtime on that. But then I suppose what would happen is if they continue playing it anyway, then that time would still rack up, theoretically, wouldn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that is kind of interesting how they would do that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Just for me, though, that whole hype over that feature, yeah, it's, it should be there. So I think it's good. But it's not like it's this new fangled angle thing. Right. Which, I mean, it's been around for a long time. and It surprises me how long it's taken that to become a thing on console. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. Like I said, it's in some games, but it's not on the console. But, no. yeah, you're right. It It is kind of shocking how long it took mm-hmm. for that to become to light. But... Anyway, but yeah, that was just an idea that I had come up with. And it was, like I said, it was not discussed because it wasn't really something thought possible, I guess. I mean, yeah, it could be possible, but, you know, I didn't really put too much time into it because I've kind of put more time and thought into this bike club thing. But for sure. All right. So let's move on to. PlayStation fans are outraged over missing PS5 features. So, uh, this goes on to say, on Xbox Series X, players can almost instantaneously jump from game to game. 
picking up right where they left off. The quick PS- resume. Yeah, the quick resume. On PS5, this isn't an option at the moment. Oh, I'm sorry. This isn't an option, and at the moment of publishing, there's been no word of if or when this feature will be added. Do you know what's funny? Is what's that, that a while ago, that was going to be a patented feature of the PS5. It was a published patented feature of the PS5. Yeah. And a lot of people were upset because they kind of made it known that it was a published feature, and now it's not even on the console. Yeah, which I wonder if their patent failed or something like that. Because and it's on Xbox. And to be fair, I've seen videos because I was kind of curious um, of how that would work, and I've seen video. Of that. And to be fair, with the Xbox, that quick resume is amazing. Really. Like there was is it guy, just for like the single player story or what is it? Anything like so there was a guy who was playing I think he was playing Drift or something like that. Um, oh okay, I think I, I can't go ahead. Sorry, go so ahead. So like he's he's in a race. Mm-hmm. He's like on his second lap. Quick resume, so the game pauses. He then flicks into destiny, goes as a strike, then does his pause, goes straight back into to grit or drift or whatever it was resumes his race from exactly where he was and he had about five or six different games all running in the background and he would just see that between them that that would be cool so it's basically like suspending the application but then like whenever you want to go back into it you just go right back into it you don't have to close yeah you don't have to close the application that you're playing to go back to the application you were playing you just Mm -hmm. suspend the one you're in go back to the one that you were in do that, suspend that one, go back. And that would be very cool to see. It's almost essentially having however many games you have suspended or whatever. It's like, let's say you have four games that are going on at once, four different games. It's almost essentially having four different monitors with four different PlayStations at all at the same time, essentially. Mm, definitely. It's, it's, it's a very cool feature. I mean, yeah, that's awesome. There, there are definitely going to be limitations down to the size of the game, memory, things like that. Because yeah. you're going to be using RAM to suspend those applications and that, but then a lot of it, the quick resume is down to the speeds of these consoles. These speeds are insane, and obviously help with the SSDs now as well as a standard. Um, but yeah, that's a really cool feature. I wish that was definitely a thing on PlayStation. Um, yeah. It's kind of annoying that the fact that they they published a patent over it, saying this is going to be a feature of PS5, and they haven't they haven't followed it. through. Yeah. Um, which I don't get, and a part of me thinks Xbox must have seen that pattern and gone, ah, oh, we need to put that in our console actually, because if they're doing that, we need to do it. Yeah. And Xbox have done it, and it like obviously we haven't seen PlayStation version if we if we ever ever will see it, but Xbox has done it really really well, really cool. Well. Um, that would be that would be awesome. Another thing that I I've read that people are quite disappointed about. So obviously we've touched a little bit on previous stream. Uh, previous podcasts about memory expansion yeah. on the two consoles. The SSD, yeah. So Xbox have teamed up with Seagate and they've got these new special memory cards, which are an expansion. Yes, they're expensive, but they are they're an option. Now, there's some there's some misinformation going out that oh you can't expand the memory on a PlayStation. You can, but just for example, if you're not that tech savvy. So they're M.2 drives. Not everyone's good. If you're not a PC gamer or a PC builder like that, most people aren't going to know what an M.2 drive is. 
they're only mm. compatible over certain speeds. So if you are not that tech savvy and you want to expand your, your memory, you're going to probably end up buying something that's not going to work. Right. And Sony haven't come forward and said, here is our SSD expansion. Buy it from us. Yes, you're going to pay a premium, much like you do with Xbox, but here, here it is. They haven't brought anything like that, that out, which is kind of concerning. Mm-hmm. Because one, they're missing a trick there because that's money to be made. And two, you're making it more difficult for people to choose PlayStation over Xbox. And Xbox have said, buy your Xbox. If, you, if you've got a lot of games, you're going to have a lot of games. You want more memory. Buy this, buy this little memory card. Job done. Yeah. And apparently PlayStation 5 is not going to support external hard drives. Right. At least not yet. <laughs> the, the problem you've got there is, so, I mean, I don't know how au fait you are with things like that, but you lose speed and quality by having an external hard drive. Yeah, and that's why my PlayStation 4, not the Pro, my PlayStation 4, that's why my PlayStation 4 does not have an external hard drive because I know about the input lag and everything else. So that's why I don't have it externally. And I took it apart just to put the internal one in because I didn't want that latency, the lag. I didn't want none of that because doesn't that hard drive pull from your Wi-Fi? No. It doesn't? It just sits there for your PlayStation. Yeah, but it's it's the data conversion. So Right. Give you, it's slightly off topic of gaming, but when I DJed, um, to start with, I had two terabyte hard drives, external hard drives, and I used to plug them directly into a set of decks. And then when I moved to using Serato with a laptop, I'd done a similar thing, and then I realized that if you select a song that is on an external hard drive, and then you ex- select a song that's on your internal hard drive, and you play them, one is like the load up time is very, very different. And two, the actual sound quality between the two is extraordinary. One, because one is coming directly from an internal hard drive, faster data times compared to an external, which is much slower. Now, also, if we go along the lines of external hard drives, I think one of the reasons they're not supported is these consoles have inbuilt SSDs but not like an SSD that a lot of people know as. These are hardwired chips on the board, so you can't swap them out. Like you could on PS4, I mean, you could take off a little plate, one screw, slide your hard drive out, put a new mm-hmm. one in. Exactly what I've done on my PlayStation 4 as soon as I bought it. And do it that way. That's not possible. Now, if they allowed support for external hard drives, you could people could use mechanical hard drives. So rather than buy an SSD, which is more expensive, they would buy an external mechanical, which then could have problems because the console is so fast but if you can't get that data quick enough you're probably just going to have crashes all over the place um right so if they was to allow external hard drive support it, it would be to be sony a... exclusive right they would probably bring it out through it, sony probably um but there's ways and means around it like i didn't buy my hard drive from sony for my ps4 i just bought no. it um but it'd have to be an ssd and it would have to be over a certain speed but that's why they've they've incorporated this M.2 drives, which M.2 drives are quick, but still, there's not that many on the market for the speed that's required. Right. But I don't get why they haven't 
already pre-planned and brought it like this is going to be our memory uh, memory expansion module because hmm. i know that people are already pre-ordering xboxes and the memory cards to go with it because they you just know they're gonna need it they're gonna need it games are getting bigger and bigger and bigger um so having that not having to worry about memory hard drive spaces is a big thing so that's another thing that people are quite disgruntled about um as like i said if you're not tech savvy you're gonna have no idea what you're looking at right yeah absolutely and then you're gonna end up buying two or three things before you get the right one Mm -hmm. See, unfortunately for Sony, there's a few there's a few down points at the minute. Um, like I said, one is the size. That's one people that that's one thing people were not prepared for and are struggling mm-hmm. with. Two memory expansion. If you ain't tech yeah. savvy, you're not going to know what you're looking at. Right. Um, and then obviously the quick resume. I think yeah. That's a that's a bit of a major as well. And there's another one that's not too major. But there's just one that might hit some people back, you know, hit some people pretty hard. And I know one of them would be Apprentice because he loves this. On PS4, players are able to customize the backgrounds of their PS4 home screens with custom oh, screenshots yeah. or themes available via the PlayStation Store. On PS5, no such option exists. And it sounds like Sony has no plan to rectify this. So I know Apprentice loves his backgrounds. He's just, he loves them. So he, he's constantly changing them, you know, mm-hmm. and I know he's probably going to hate that, but really, to I mean, be honest, I don't care. It's not major, but it's not, but people you know. like customizing, don't they? Yeah. Uh, customizing is, and we've talked about this so many times in a different, and so many different podcasts that customizing is like the thing now, like a lot of people love customizing anything. And See, honestly, in a way, I'm not mad, but in a way, I can't, in a way, I kind of am, but in a way, I'm kind of not. So the thing is, is like, with my side plates, you know, I'm doing the Joker theme thing. Why can't I put something on the background of the PlayStation when I turn it on? You know what I mean? I mean like, that would kind of set, set, set it off a little bit more. But. Look, at, look at PCs. Everyone the desktop. Their, their desktop. Yeah. Everyone has their own background. Yeah. Um, even like if we look at World of Warcraft, right? World of Warcraft has been out for what, 15 years, something like that. Yeah. They've just launched their pre patch, which is in, uh, they do before they drop their next expansion. And they've added a load of customizable options of their, so their previous models of all their different races have now got new customizable options. And it's something the community has been asking for for years. Right. And they've just dropped that and people have gone crazy over it. So, Sony just seems it seems a silly thing to do because also there's themes that you can buy, like you physically have to pay for and play and people buy them. Yeah, on the store. Yeah, and there's ones you get for pre-ordering games as well. Exactly, I was about to say that when you pre-order a game, it's one of the pre-order perks. Yeah, and customization is is really big at the minute. People love it. Like right now on my PS4, I have the Red Dead Redemption Two background from the pre-order. Nice. I, I got I pre-ordered that game, so I bought the hundred dollar version of that game just because of that background. Well, not just because of the background, but you you get my drift. It's a, it was a perk, you know. And yeah, I mean you've seen the background on my PC. Yeah, it's nice. It's really nice. I love Epic. that. And 
I don't know what the deal is for Sony on this. I, I don't know why they're doing this. It seems like a silly thing to drop the ball on. Because yeah. the, the thing is, it is a deal break for some people. Some people want to customize their, their, their belongings that be tailored to them. It's they like, here, want you want customization? Same. Here's a side plate. That's all you get. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, you want to buy it from someone else? Well, tough. You can only buy it for us. We're going to charge you $500. <laughs> Per plate because we can. If you're buying it from somebody else, we're suing you with the company you bought it from. But the only ones you can buy are black or white. That's the only <laughs> color options. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. At times, I feel like Sony are going backwards. Like yeah. they've brought in good things like backwards compatibility, which is what people have been asking for backwards compatibility so goddamn long. I see what you did there. They're going backwards. Backwards compatibility. <laughs> you know, it's my bridge. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> but yeah, but there's there's certain things like with the PS4 that you would just think are going to be part of the PS5 and they're not. And it's like, yeah. why? What <laughs> thought process have you had there? You've now got a console that's more powerful than any console you've ever brought out before. It's got more capabilities than ever before. But you're dropping the ball on simple things like customization. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, why do this? Because, like I said, we ha we know friends who are very big on their customization for, like, the backgrounds, everything, you know. I've even, like, painted some controllers in the past, like, spray-painted mm -hmm. some controllers. Just, you know, it's just one of those things that you want to make it your own. And There's, com there's companies make businesses on on customizing controllers and consoles yeah like and it's not just uh controllers and consoles and things like that it's everything like mm -hmm. cars for instance when you buy a car you want to make it your own somehow somehow and most people get the windows 10 to start yeah. out but then two or three years down the road that car is like it doesn't look anything like it did the day you bought it no. because everybody wants to make it their own because the reason is is because you're showing your personality part, exactly you're showing a part of your personality i mean and a lot of same people... as like it's like your home isn't it let's be yeah. honest yeah not everyone's time. home is just white no I mean, people want to change the thing is and having the ability to change and customization is good i mean like look at pcs there is no two well there probably is but 99 percent of people change their background to suit them some people have pictures of their children a slideshow, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? Or something they, they, they think is cool. I'm a massive Star Wars geek. I've got an awesome Star Wars background just because I can. Um, you know, <laughs> something that all... means something. Absolutely. That... Something that is aesthetically pleasing is down to personal preference. Yes. So if you've got just the standard PlayStation Blue, that's not aesthetically pleasing to some people. We've got friends who her PlayStation is goddamn pink on the screen. Yeah. Hurts my eyes couldn't look at that but she likes it yeah do, do you know what i mean taking away that it just seems i, I don't i don't understand i don't I, either i don't I mean, get the thought process of some of these companies as well why would you not include that in your new console? Knows? yeah it, who knows what their plan is here yeah i don't know i feel like i uh, don't know i love playstation i love playing on playstation i've been playstation for a long time uh, never actually owned an Xbox until recently, um, but they—I feel like PlayStation—they've they've just dropped the ball on a few things here, which I think is going to hinder them. 
Yeah. I can only I'm hope. Right with you. I can only hope that going forward, um, they they fix it. I mean, like you even take the so PlayStation Three was full 3D compatible. Okay, I have a 3D TV. PlayStation mm-hmm. Four took three years before they brought out a patch to make it 3D compatible. It wasn't 3D compatible when it released. Do you know what I mean? And then is this going to be another one of those things? Three years down the line, be like, oh, hey, here's an update. You can now change your background. Which they, they do stuff like this all the time with their software updates. Yeah. I mean, they add new features. Mm-hmm. Some things they shouldn't do. The new party software. Oh, my God. Sh- I hate they sh- it. They I shouldn't have done that. I hate it. But there's so many things that like, they seem to do all the time. But, like, yeah, if you think back to the to the PlayStation 3. So with my, my with my 3D TV, because I didn't have a 3D DVD player, a Blu-ray player, because I didn't need it, I had a PS3. When I bought my PS4, I had to have my PS3 and my PS4 set up next to each other because I still watched 3D Blu-rays. But it wasn't compatible on the PS4. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah, it took them three years, I believe, to bring out that update. It's crazy. Yeah, I didn't why, know that. Why... Why go backwards with your features? Why well, see the thing. Standard features. Doesn't right. Make sense. Going back to the uh, the party thing, this new party thing. It start. It makes me think like, which they probably did that to make it more accessible on the PlayStation Five, possibly. But I don't know, and that makes me think what what's the party's going to be like on the PlayStation Five. Maybe. Well, have you seen the new interface of the PlayStation 5? I have not. I haven't really looked into that. It I, is I, totally different. Is it? So mm-hmm. it's not like the dashboard it is now? It, there's similarities. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's very, very different. Uh, it looks like they're doing a lot of widgets and things like that. Um, but yeah, Uh-oh. it's very, very different. Um, have you? I mean, do you have the PlayStation app on your phone? Yeah. Have you seen the new update for that? Yeah. They've totally redesigned the whole thing. Yeah. You don't even need a separate messaging app anymore. Um, so yeah, You didn't at first. You did at first, and then you did. You had to get a separate messaging app. And, and now, now, like, now it's just useless. It's basically a waste of an update. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they're doing a lot of changes. And concerned because the, the party's worked well. The only good thing that's come out of this new party update is the sound quality has gone through the roof. The sound yeah. quality in the PlayStation Party is now so much better, but the whole design around them is rubbish. I've noticed that. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, the whole design around it, I mean, because I don't think even parties, you can even have a private party anymore, can you? No, anybody can join them. Like, if they just go to the party, like the party icon, they can just join it. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. You know me. I want to control about who's going to jump in and out of my party. Yeah. I don't and want now it's almost like if they join, you're forced to kick them if you don't want them in there. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, but see, I'm always like, you know, you got to be, you got to have good etiquette. You know what I mean? You true. don't just join somebody's party without asking. But some people do. Some people do. And that's the thing. It's like, it really butters my muffin when somebody does that it really does because it's like why join 
if I didn't even ask you to join and you're just going to join on your own, that's not even right. What is that saying? Sorry. You never heard that? No. <laughs> it's It's kind of like saying grinds my gears. It really butters my muffin. Are you you're aware? You're not supposed to butter muffins. That's that's the point. <laughs> English muffins, you are. But well, have you up. have you ever seen Alan Partridge or heard mm-hmm. of Alan Partridge? Mm-mm. Alan Partridge is a British comedian. It's very funny. He had a series called Alan Partridge, and one of his sayings is "butter my ass." <laughs> <laughs> And it's literally, <laughs> as soon as you said that, <laughs> Alan Partridge in his voice, butter my ass. <laughs> into my head. You've never heard butter my muffin? Really? No. That's funny. <laughs> and how many sayings do I have? You're like, what? Yeah, that's true. There's a couple of them. I'm like, huh? <laughs> hey, you, you take most of them on board, though. Uh, yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like, I... Funny because some of them you say, I hear it and know what you're saying, and then I just lose it because I've never heard it put like that. But I understand where where you're coming from and how you feel. I'm not going to say it on podcasts, but you know when I'm close to like a level or something like that, I know I say a certain (laughs) phrase. Yes, yes. I remember. The thing is, is like we use it two different ways. So funny. Yeah, I remember the first time I ever said that, you literally lost it. I lost it because it's basically the same thing I say. It's just a different way. Like <laughs> It's been made very British. <laughs> it, yeah, it has. <laughs> oh, dear. For yes, anybody I- wondering what he says, join our stream sometimes because <laughs> it's said constantly. Absolutely. <laughs> As well as my other, my literally my slogan now, that's said constantly too, especially yeah. recently. Yeah. <laughs> New t-shirt idea, by the way. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so. Yeah. <clears throat> so let's move on. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> You're all good, man. Please don't die on uh, live on podcast. Oh, God. No, I can't do that. Um, so let's move on to the... Um, Xbox Game Pass is bringing... Drum roll, please. They are bringing... Jedi Fallen Order. Amazing. And you're happy about this, aren't you? Because you haven't played this game since it's been out. No, well, the thing is, I won't lie to my people. I don't like playing full price for games when they first come out because I think they're expensive. (laughs) I'm just going to put it out there. I have a daughter. I have priorities with my finances. You have people? (laughs) <laughs> sorry go ahead <laughs> my people yes my fellow Brits <laughs> anyway, go on. so I don't like playing full price for a game um, one of the things that we really liked with uh, when they brought out the new Star Wars Squadrons was the fact that it was a much lower price yes. than usually a full price game um, so yeah, so Jedi Fallen Order all, all come out. It was like sixty quid. I'm like, I really want to play it, but I'm not paying that. Um, and yeah, I've just not really ever got round to having a look. There's, I don't think there's been much of a price drop. I have the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate um, for PC and Xbox. So yeah, this is coming, and it means that I am going to be playing the living hell out of that. There you go. 
so this yeah. is the thing that Game Pass they're just bringing more and more big big titles. Yeah, I mean, like any anyone that's a Star Wars fan, let's be honest. If the game has got the word Star Wars on it, you want to play it, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, dude. Let me just, I'm going to read you out a very small portion of my Steam library, okay? Oh, boy. All right. I'm just going to bring it up right now. You're into the mind of DJ Lloyd, guys. You definitely so, need to listen to this. If we go into S, and just below Space Engineers, we have Star Wars Battlefront 2. Star Wars Droid Repair Bay VR, amazing by the way. Star Wars Empire at War, Goldback. Star Wars Battleground Saga. Star Wars Dark Forces. Star Wars Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2. Star Wars Jedi Knight Mysteries of the Sith. Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast. Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2 The Sith Lords. Star Wars Rebel Assault 1 and 2. Star Wars Rebellion, Star Wars Republic Commando, Star Wars Rogue Squadron 3D, Star Wars Squadron, Star Wars Dark Star, Star Wars Clone Wars Republic Kilos, Star Wars The Force Unleashed Ultimate Sith Edition, Star Wars The Force Unleashed 2, Star Wars TIE Fighter Special Edition, Star Wars X-Wing Alliance, Star Wars X-Wing Special Edition, and Star Wars X-Wing vs. TIE Fighter Balance of Power Campaigns. May uh... I just say... That I all those games are 100% complete as well. So, it's I mean, you can honestly say, for people listening, you can honestly say, Lloyd has a few Star Wars games. Absolutely. If it's got Star Wars in the name, I have to play it. Some of these games are ancient. Do you mean X-Wing versus TIE Fighter? That is a very old game. I don't even know when that come out. So, yeah, for me, if it's got Star Wars in the title, I have to play it. What can I say? I mean, so, yeah. you're right. And the thing is, too, it's like, I'm not like a huge Star Wars fan, but I love my Star Wars. And going back to my game room, you know, I have one wall for the Joker. I also have a wall for Star Wars. And Lloyd has seen both walls. And he loves them. And the thing is, is he's more of a fan than I am. And I don't know, man. It's just something about Star Wars. I like it. But it can be very repetitive most of the time. It can be. This is why, and I'll say this to everyone because, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of Star Wars fans out there lost a lot of faith when Disney took over. Yeah. I will tell anyone now, anyone that, even you know, even if you don't, so like, I played Star Wars The Old Republic a lot, I've read a lot of the books, I know quite a lot of the Mandalorian background. The new series, The Mandalorian, Series 2, is actually just released so you get a new episode every friday it's so good it's so canon it's so accurate what they've done with this is incredible literally the mandalorian is carrying the whole of the star wars franchise on its shoulders at the minute and mm-hmm. what's amazing is they've just commissioned three new films and because of the success of the mandalorian the director of the mandalorian has now taken over and is going to be doing the new three star wars films oh <sighs> So, it gives me a lot of hope for the future of Star Wars. And Did yeah. you say it gives you a new hope? Ooh, I see what you've done there. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does give me a new hope. Yeah, I get it. I'm, I'm a Star Wars geek. I don't care. Um, I was brought up on it. Wear it proud. 
Wear it proud, Lloyd. I do. So, yeah, so when it's got Star Wars in the name, I like it. And do you know what? I know a lot of people exactly the same. I know people that are Star Trek fans. Every Star Trek game and film and everything that's ever released, they'll go and they'll have and they'll play and that. And it's just it's just a thing. Do you know what I mean? Um, so the fact that, I mean, let's be honest, the Star Wars franchise is huge and worth a lot of money. So the fact that they've brought Star Wars to Game Pass makes me think that there's potential that there's going to be more of that kind of franchise in the future, which then again makes the Game Pass even more um, applicable to a lot of people. Right. Yeah. I can see that. That'd be very interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just like, that's just that is a very small portion of my Steam library, by the way. Yeah. But yes, I was about to say that's just a Star Wars. Literally just a Star Wars. But for anyone though, with VR, some of the Star Wars VR games are amazing. Wow, absolutely amazing! So, dude, you need to some point try and play Vader Immortal because that is incredible. All right. So, (laughs) anything else? Anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up? Uh. Do you mean unstar related? <laughs> I mean anything related, honestly. <laughs> honestly, I mean. I know I'm Star Wars out for the time being. I don't want to uh, scare too many people off. <laughs> who knows, man? You might have somebody who's a bigger fan than you. Dude, they're, they're out there, hundred percent. I've met people, yeah. and they'll tell me stuff, and I'm like, "What? I did not know that. How? What?" And yeah, and they'll tell me these whole stories and that, and it's like, "Wow, it's amazing." Star Wars universe is much more vast than people realize with its storytelling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, you need to get on that Mandalorian. Trust me. Trust me. And do you know what? Just on on the subject of that, the fact that they're able to joke about themselves is amazing. One of my favorite scenes. It doesn't really spoil anything. We all know that in A New Hope, Obi-Wan says something about Stormtroopers being accurate. And then we all know that when you watch Star Wars, Stormtroopers can't hit nothing. Oh, this is... I remember you telling me about And there is two scout troopers sat on their speeder bikes and they're guarding something, which I won't tell anyone what it is. And there's a can on the floor. And one of them, like, literally three foot away from them. And one of them starts trying to shoot it and can't hit it for toffee. So what does the other one does? He pulls out his little pistol as well, tries to shoot as well. Can't hit it for toffee. (laughs) Like, by far my favourite scene. It was... Hilarious, and the fact they was able to to do that like joke about themselves was just brilliant. Oh man, that's awesome! Yeah, I love that. That's great. Oh man! All right, so with that, we're gonna wrap it up, guys. Make sure you follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash the Grit Show. Also follow us on Twitter at Grit Show. The G and the S is capitalized on those spaces. Uh, with that being said, every evening. Yep. I've been streaming every night for the past two weeks. I have not missed a day yet. And or just remember yet. when we get uh, the followers to how many? 50 followers. 50 followers this before man be- here is going to dye his hair and his beard red. No, not my beard. Not my beard. Do not put that in their mind. I'm not dyeing my beard. My beard is not changing. Like I said, he'll be dyeing his hair and his beard red. <laughs> so Come on, guys, back me on this one. Let's let's explain this a little bit more. All right. 50 followers on Twitch. Before the beginning of the year, I am dyeing my hair red. If I do 
a hundred followers. If I get a hundred followers before the beginning of the year, you guys are gonna vote on three different colors that I pick. You're not gonna Pink. pick. You're gonna vote on the ones I pick. Pink beard, red hair, orange eyebrows. What yes, got it. What in the Conor McGregor are you talking about? I ain't doing no <laughs> orange eyebrows. Forget that. No, it's not happening. But that being said, guys, go follow us on Twitch. Go follow us on Twitter. Guys, I'm Daniel Son. I'm DJ Lloyd. And we'll see you in the next one. Peace.